Hello, and welcome back to We Are the Weirdos, Mr. The podcast for all things cult, camp, queer, and creepy. I am your host, Hillary Michelle Post, and I am joined by my bestie, Heather. Say hi, Heather. Hey. How are you doing today? I am good. I am a little stressed. We leave our house at 2 a.m. for our honeymoon, and, and yeah, but I am glad to be doing this because I love this movie. <laughs> 2 a.m. God, where are you going? I haven't even asked you about your honeymoon. We're going to Key West, which um, my friend Joe of Air on Air podcast um, keeps reminding me that it's Florida. And I'm like, ugh, Florida. <laughs> Versus like, will I just burn our masks when we get there? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. It's going to be so pretty. Oh, yay. Key West. How fun. Oh, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in case anyone missed our last episode, let me catch you up on what we're doing. So, in honor of the holiday season, now through Christmas, we are focusing on seasonal films, but exclusively gay seasonal films. We're calling it Happy Holidays. And I mentioned this last episode, but this was totally Heather's idea. She, she suggested this months ago. And um, this episode, we'll be talking about the Paramount Network original movie dashing in december which i think this movie had a lot to do with you wanting to do this theme in general yes it's so good (laughs) heather loves this movie i do um so first little background on the on the movie so though it's set in colorado the film was shot in utah in september of 2020 and premiered on Paramount Network December 13th of 2020. And that's a very quick post-production turnaround. That's really impressive, actually. Yeah. They, like, finished filming October 1st, and it was out within, like, a month and a half. So that's impressive. Uh, Heather and I watched it last year when it premiered. And um, I, think I, did a, I think I did a live tweeting on my podcast Twitter about it. Um, but... I I like it. I think it's very cute. Heather really likes it. <laughs> she thought it was super cute. Okay, so um, as a person who grew up with a mother that watched every Hallmark movie ever and still does, like, it's very Hallmarky, but it's gays. So I'm like, cool. Like, I don't care that this is a story <laughs> I've seen played out a million times. Like, the man falls in love with the ranch hand, like, whatever. Like, it is gay boys, and I love me some gay boys and Shania Twain, so here we are. <laughs> that is 100% valid. I posted about I posted about this on um, on the podcast Twitter about that we're recording it and letting people know in case they wanted to watch it. And immediately someone replied to me and was just like, no, but that movie's really cute. I'm like... I didn't, I agreed with them, but I was like, I hope they don't assume that just because I'm covering it, that means I don't like it. <laughs> That's not the case. I want to make fun of it. I do that with every movie, even movies I like. <laughs> yeah, no, it is really cute. And I don't think we're going to make fun of it. We might a little bit, but who knows? Uh, yeah, I'm going to a little bit. <laughs> Why? But I do that. I do that with everything. <laughs> um, and like you said, it is like beat for beat just like a classic made for tv christmas movie it's i mean it has all those same cliches in the best way possible yeah um, i mean the game deserve that yeah <laughs> deserve damn it cliche. i mean that's not really because <laughs> it's not about you know like 
I mean, I love Happiest Season because case do, but like, it's not like a, oh, they're not out like type deal. It's like, no, they're right. gay boys and they're just living their lives, falling in love. Yeah, it's very refreshing. Um, the movie stars the lovely Annie McDowell uh, mm-hmm. that we all know from Four Weddings and a Funeral, Groundhog's Day, Magic Mike 2, Ready or Not. Um, I love her. Our two main interests. What were you going to say? I said I love her too. Keep going. Oh. Um, our two uh, love interests is Heath and Wyatt, played by Juan Pablo de Pace and Peter Porte, or Port, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, respectively. Um, Juan Pablo is probably most known, at least among American audiences, from his role as Fernando in Fuller House. And Peter is probably most known from Young and the Restless and the series Baby Daddy that he was on for multiple seasons. Um, The two actors are both gay, which is refreshing to see actual queer representation on screen. I was going to ask that question, so I am glad that they are actually gay. Yeah. And Dashing in December was nominated for a 2021 GLAAD Media Award for Outstanding TV Movie. Um, But it lost to Uncle Frank which is admittedly a very, very good movie, but has a straight actor playing the lead gay role. So that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that movie? I have not it's, because it seems like it's going to be sad and I just haven't been in a sad mood lately. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer, but it's it's really good. I liked it. It's on my list. Um, it has one of the It kids in it, so it was like... You know how I am. Those movies are like my top priority. <laughs> my children. <laughs> um, so let's dive into the movie. Um, I'm going to be honest. My notes are very loosey-goosey and scarce. Because I have um, three pages. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. That's great. Well, sometimes I, watch- I feel like a bad student because like I'll give like little like bullet point notes and then you'll be like and what happened next heather and i'll be like oh my god i don't remember so i'm like she's not gonna get to the <laughs> that's awesome because i just took like stream of consciousness notes on my phone while i was watching it because i was watching it with mom and if i'm watching something like really in depth and doing like a really 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 specific outline i pause it constantly so i can type and i can't do that when i'm watching it with somebody so I just kind of like had my notes app open on my phone and was just blue blue <laughs> writing stuff down as I went. Did your mom uh, like then? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's she likes. We've been watching a lot of really cheesy Christmas movies, so she liked it as much as all the others that we've watched. She's so funny. She sit down and she's like, "So this is a gay one?" I was like, "Yes, mother." She's like, "Boys or girls?" I was like, "Boys." <laughs> she's well, just so matter of fact about it. I sat Bruce down and I was like, oh, we're going to watch this. And he was like, Heather, you made me watch this last year. And I was like, we're watching it again. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Uh, Good. So you can help me along the way if I forget what happened plot wise. Um, So the movie starts at a Christmas party at White's work. And even after watching this movie two times, I gotta tell you, I'm still unclear as to what it is why it does for a living. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm sure they say at some point, but I never wrote it down, and I don't recall. <laughs> Just he's a big important person at a big important job, and he wants this big important promotion. Just like every other protagonist in 
Christmas movies. Yeah. And he's talking so, to his boss and his boss's wife. Oh, sorry. Is that okay that I... Oh, yeah. Go, go, go. So he's talking to his boss and his boss's wife. And I have a question, though. So he's talking about uh, Lindsay, and they just recently broke up. And um, I don't... I mean, you're made to think uh, immediately that Lindsay is a girl, but we find out later that Lindsay is a man. Did his boss know that Lindsay was a guy? I, I didn't catch I, that. I I didn't catch that either. I found it interesting that, like, pronouns were never used. Right. And I found it. Let's say, for argument's sake, that his boss does know, and that the only reason that they used the word name Lindsay was to fake out the audience. Yeah, that is so pointless because, like, he immediately is making eyes at a bartender, and anyone who's watching this movie already knows the plot. So it's like, what was that fake out for? Like, I guess there's a fake out later for Heath, but even that seems like a waste. Yeah, I, I don't agree. Know. I don't know. It was an interesting choice. Um, but we learned that Wyatt is going to go home for Christmas for the first time in a while. And Wyatt's boss is like, make sure you take your computer so you can work while you're there. I'm like, Jesus Christ, buddy. It's Christmas. I yeah. think even my mom's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And for a person who was so, like, invested in his life, you know they were friends. So it's like, yeah, when you go home for the first time in, like, five years, why don't you make sure to take your work with you, bud? Like, okay. Right. Um, so I guess, like, if I recall correctly, he is trying to, like, get a promotion. And he has to work on this. Yes. Right. So he has to like work on this project while on vacation, I guess. He does stuff with like angel investors to try to build these businesses up. I think that's what he does. I don't know. He does some shit that's mm -hmm. so off what I do, then I have no idea. But he's making big bucks <laughs> and big money with angel investors and like I don't know anything about angel investors because I can right. never be one or no one. <laughs> um I think I have in my notes here, because next we cut to um the ranch and meet his mom but what is it do you think about christmas movies being set on ranches why is that such a thing i don't i thought about that when i was watching it i didn't have an answer um i don't know is that i want my first thing was is to like appeal to everyday people but like honestly everyday people don't own ranches <laughs> right so i don't know just to be like a like the closest thing to rural that they can do. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. without being like hillbilly Christmas. <laughs> right. Which, I guess it's just like, I guess it's that like built in juxtaposition between like super urban versus super rural without being like country rural. It's still like ranches are like bougie rural. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I thought again, when we were watching this, cause that at some point they start like, like shitting on the city and I'm like why do they always have to be like oh you live in the city like okay some people like to live in the city that's fine like leave it alone like right right so funny like ranch life doesn't have to be the only life people right like lighten up a bit yeah. <laughs> like yeah. sometimes it's nice to live within walking distance of a target you know what I mean just calm down yeah um so we meet Deb played by Annie McDowell who looks her great her hair go gray Yes, her hair is so great. 
Um, everything she wears in this movie is super cute, too. This whole movie has a great wardrobe. Yes. I have a comment about that later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Deb is talking to her two employees, Blake and Heath. Um, Blake used to date Wyatt when they were in high school. She is now married to a doctor, Sam, who she is anxiously awaiting to return from work in Africa. Um, Blake is played by Caroline Harris, who is very pretty and also has amazing wardrobe in this movie. Yes. Um, Heath, meanwhile, has worked at the ranch for about three years and he lives on the property. And he has never met Wyatt and knows nothing about him, including the fact that Wyatt is gay like Heath is. And Heath steps away and Blake is like, why have you never mentioned to him that Wyatt's gay? And Deb makes a really good point. She's like, that's fucking weird to just be like, oh, by the way, my son's gay. Like, (laughs) yeah, I like that she makes the point to be like, he's more than just that. Yeah, Yeah. it'd be weird for him. But I feel like it could have, like, since she knows Heath is gay, like, it could have naturally came up in conversation, maybe, like, oh, you know, Mm -hmm. I might... This must be difficult for you living in this very conservative rural place because my son is also gay and I know blah, blah, blah. But like after right, knowing right. three years, you'd think that it would come up at some point. But yes, I agree that it was great that she's like, you know, my son is a lot of things and also gay. Right. Um, did you watch the other gay Christmas movie that came out around this time, the Christmas setup? With Fran Drescher? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that movie a lot, too, but I feel like Fran Dresser was, like, the complete opposite of Deb in every way. She was, like, really gung-ho about setting up her (laughs) her son. So, you know, her friend's uh, character probably would have been like, oh, by the way, my son's gay. You got your date. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that movie a lot, too. And, yeah, she is totally the opposite, which is a very Fran Dresser thing to do. It's true. Um. So Wyatt arrives at the ranch and is greeted by Deb and he's like immediately kind of surly and he thinks the ranch is a waste of money and he doesn't hesitate to bring this up to Deb like every single chance he gets. And um, he asks Deb about Carlos, who used to work at the ranch, but has since retired. And it's kind of established that Deb and Carlos kind of have a thing for each other, but have never acted on it. Um. I have here in my notes, and what is probably karma for being a complete turd, Wyatt steps in horseshit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so then go we go up to Deb's. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just continuing the narrative that they went to, like, Deb's making dinner, and then, which is a weird, like, I guess it's not the holidays yet, but I was, like, looking at what they were eating, and I was like, this is a weird, like, holiday dinner because they're eating, like, a kale salad and salmon and something else i'm like okay whatever i mean healthy good but um so blake comes down and heath is there and wyatt's getting a shower because he got manure on his shoe so he obviously (laughs) shower you know city life (laughs) whatever (laughs) so heath is automatically like am i gonna like him is he gonna be like a homophobic prick and blake was like no no he's not like you'll like him he's fine and so then um wyatt comes down and like he's immediately kind of guarded with heath because he didn't know he worked there that long and he's kind of like i don't know they're kind of bantering a little bit Mm mm-hmm 
And at one point they start talking about um, Wyatt's horse, which is Dasher. And he's like, oh, my horse. And he was like, yeah, that used to be your horse. And I was like, ooh, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's like, that's a brave thing to say for a 15-year-old horse that used to be this, you know, the, it was his when he was a boy. Like, he's like right. kind of in your lane. But then like Wyatt was like saying shit back. And I was like, ooh, no, you're not in your lane either. <laughs> <laughs> I love I have my notes too like because I keep talking about how like Dasher's going to resent the fact that Wyatt hasn't been around and I love animals you know this about me and I love horses but at the same time I'm like it's a fucking horse like <laughs> horses don't hold grudges it's a horse <laughs> well then they personify the horse a little bit more and say that Dasher and Sugar Cute is that no, it's uh, Snowbell, I think. Snowbell, Snowbell. All the sugar. Okay. So Dasher and Snowbell, which is Heath's horse, are in love. And Heath believes this, but why? It's like, horses can't be in love. Whatever. So this is kind of <laughs> like, I was like, oh, their horses are in love. A little foreshadowing. Um, yeah, the sugar cube thing I thought is really cute. That sugar cube and snow pea is um, Blake and why it's nicknames for each other because that's what their horses their horses favorite snacks were mm-hmm. so they were nicknamed after their horses favorite snacks that's so cute <laughs> I know. another note i have here i don't know if you caught this because it it's blinking you'll miss it but there's like a really blatant philadelphia cream cheese ad placement <laughs> i saw another placement for like a, a wine placement yeah yeah they were like they showed like a special like pumpkin cheesecake that you can make and he like dips his finger into it and there's like a propped up box of Philadelphia cream cheese right next to it. I was like, okay. (laughs) Smooth. Real subtle. (laughs) Yeah, they like made sure like she twisted the bottle so you could see the wine bottle, um, whatever it was, whatever they were featuring. Right. Like she might as well hold it up right to the camera and be like We're drinking that. Oh, and speaking of wine, as soon as I missed this part, as soon as Wyatt gets there, he's like, Mom, why'd you buy this wine? You can't drink this. And he was like, I brought that wine. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's immediately a dick about the wine. He's like, yeah. this wine's gross. I'm like, man, calm down. <laughs> yeah. So Wyatt wants to, like, retire their carriage rides, which I have a lot of comments about later because they never take anyone to carriage rides. But whatever. I don't know how they're still in business. <laughs> But um, he was like, well, I know now isn't the time, but we should sell the ranch. And I was like, no, this isn't the time, like, at all. Because not only are you telling your mom that she's going to sell the ranch that she has lived on, like, most of her adult life, you're telling it in front of her two employees that are now going to be out of a job. Like, this is not the time to bring this up, Wyatt. Like, shut it down. Read the room. Totally. He, like, whips out a whole binder with a whole plan in it and everything, like. And then he starts chugging the bad wine. He's just, like, chugging the wine. <laughs> I love this part, too, because, well, I don't love it. I, I I feel bad that Deb is upset, but Deb gets up and leaves, like, excuses herself from dinner and goes up to her room, which is kind of a total power move because, like, she's like, oh, you know this whole dinner that I made for you, ungrateful kids? Y'all clean it up. Bye, deuces. <laughs> Um, so the next day, Wyatt goes to the stables to okay. visit Dasher. Okay. I have to talk here. Okay. So, okay. 
I don't even know how I, I go about this. So as he, this next day approaches, which is a long part of the movie, he is wearing the gayest ranch sweater I've ever seen in my life. It is like, <laughs> it's white with like a kind of like a ranchy kind of like, I don't know, pattern on it. That's like gray. And if you notice, there are the tiniest pockets at the front of the sweater, which I will talk about later. But like how at, at this point, when he comes in the ranch, with in the stable and Heath is there and he is wearing this gay ass white sweater, which I mean I, it's a really wonderful sweater I will say but like how he doesn't know the man is gay at this point like like he didn't like pull that out of the closet from his ranching days like he was like made a conscious decision to buy this sweater. <laughs> totally. totally I have that in my notes too like later when it comes when the subject comes up I'm just like you really didn't know why it was gay <laughs> like really he didn't see the sweater. And he took a shower after he put horse manure on her shoes, which, okay, could also be city life, you know. Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, so, while, while they're out in the stable, um, Wyatt gives Heath, like, the third degree. He's, like, really aggro about it. He's like, why do you even work here? Like, why, you know, I know you don't make any money from it. Why do you, why are you here, blah, blah, blah. And Heath is just like, because I fucking like it, dickbag. I don't know. <laughs> I have to explain myself to you. I think I wrote in my notes that Wyatt is a douchebag about four different times up to this, to this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so that evening, we see Blake and Heath are out together somewhere. Um, I always love in scenes like this, whenever um, characters are holding coffee cups, I love watching their hands because they're clearly empty. They don't even try to make it look yeah. like there's something in their cup. They were very <laughs> empty at, at all points in the movie. They were just like the lightest cups they ever picked up. I'm like, give it a little bit of weight. Like, pretend. Right. <laughs> um, but they're talking about Wyatt. And is this the scene where Blake tells Heath that Wyatt has been paying for everything this whole time? I believe so. Yeah. She basically explains that like the reason that Wyatt is, you know, has his panties in a bunch about the ranch is he didn't want Deb to be taking money out of her retirement. So he's been paying the salaries and everything and the upkeep, the land tax for the ranch. Um, Around this time is when like, well, I think it was that morning. Wyatt has a discussion with his mom and he was like, you know, you're kind of letting this go. You let your garden go. You let those plants on the porch go. She's like, I know, I know. And so around the time that this happens, um, Wyatt's out there and you find out he's not a complete douche because he's trying to cover his mom's plants and like help them survive, which I thought was really, really cute. That is cute. Um, this like, is also, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the um, I have in my notes at this point is like because Heather mentioned earlier that like one of the main points of contention about the ranch is the winter carriage rides that they give and how it doesn't make any money <laughs> because they like never do it. Right. Um, and like how all the decorations on the route are getting worn down. Um, but the carriage rides mean a lot to Heath. And so he when he's out with Blake, he like makes a point to say, he, like, I'm going to come up with some way to save the ran ranch and prove Wyatt wrong. Um, this is also the time where I, like, noticed that he's had, like, a slight accent. So I was like, hmm, I wonder where this actor is from. So we later find out in the movie, they say 
that the actor who plays Heath is from Colombia, but he's really from Argentina. Why didn't they just say he was from Argentina? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good point. Like, I'm also, just like, okay. Also, I don't know jack shit about Argentina or Colombia or anywhere, but Heath is like the whitest name. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if the writer really gave it much thought. <laughs> when I looked at it, I was like, ooh, okay, this is like a little, it, not only is it gay, it's like we're featuring, you know, people of color and stuff like that. And then mm. I was like, yeah, Heath? <laughs> what? Right. <laughs> not that I mean it, I'm like two letters away from Heath, but like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm very I white. mean, you're pretty white, so. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> so. Um, later that e- evening, Heath is at Deb's house making tea, and Wyatt comes in and accidentally startles him, and he burns himself. And so there's the obligatory, like, person helping the other person, nurse and injury, cutesy, excuse to touch each other scene. Okay, I have so much to say here. Number one, when he startles him, he sets it down on the counter, and it is not like a granite counter. It's like a, like, it, it, it's going to burn the counter, but nobody cares <laughs> to move the kettle. who the hell uses old kettles like that this day is i know it's on a ranch but like whatever and so (laughs) then heath is like you know wiping his hand under the sink they kind of start to bond and if you look at the mannerisms of wyatt he has his hands in those tiny little gay ass sweater pockets the whole time (laughs) i mean it looks so awkward because he's like a tall man and he has long arms and these pockets are like the size of like a poly pocket and he has his little <laughs> fingertips sticking down them and I'm like well, sir, why was that your actor choice like that's what you're supposed to do with your hands right now buddy like, what? I was like you look incredibly ridiculous that's so funny I, I 100% didn't notice that at all and now I want to go back and watch just to- <laughs> go back, take a screenshot and put it up for the fans because they can- <laughs> this i should have taken a picture because it was ridiculous (laughs) oh god it's um but this is the scene where um wyatt finds out that or he finds out that wyatt's gay um and then i guess it's like the very next morning or something when heath is outside like fixing up the decorations and White comes out and joins him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we get Heath's whole um, background, his whole life story. Um, like Heather said, he's like from Columbia and his uh, family moved to Colorado and his dad left them. And like coming to that, to the carriage ride when he was younger and seeing Wyatt's dad and stuff like for some reason made him feel better. I don't, I don't fully understand the connection, yeah, but okay. It's kind of there. I took it as like, it was, he, it was a place that made his mom happy and him happy. And they had like quality time together. And like, it was a release that they went to every year. And it was just kind of like a happy moment that he remembered as a kid with his mom. Yeah. And it's really cute. Cause they start talking about the fact that uh, Heath remembers young Wyatt. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you helping your dad and stuff like that. And they're adorable. Um, yeah. Do they talk about. Oh, no, maybe. Kid, what? 
Well, this is oh, okay. a ride too together. They kind of like race with their horses. It's real cute. Right. That's right. They go riding together. Um, and where you said they filmed this in Utah, it's beautiful. Like the scenery is beautiful. It is very beautiful. Very little snow though, which is funny. I'm like Colorado in December and there's like a millimeter of snow on the ground. <laughs> it is really pretty though. Um, so after this is like my favorite part of the movie. So are we ready to talk about the stampede? Yes, let's talk about the stampede. Okay, so they go to Stampede, which is like a bar, like a very rural bar. And they run into, so it's Blake, Heath, Deb, and Wyatt. And then they run into a couple friends from high school that like seem to have really loved Heath and Blake, or excuse me, Wyatt and Blake. And so they go inside and then Deb goes up to get a drink and they're like talking about old times in high school. Deb runs into Carlos who is very, very cute. And I think that Deb should take him up on his offer because he's very cute. And they kind of have this kind of like banter, but she's like, Oh no. Like she refuses to like dance with him. Um, Or wait. Yeah, she did. Does he ask her to dance? And she's like, no, is that what happened? I don't remember. Anyway, so she was just like, yeah, I can't, like, and it's a kind of an awkward conversation, and you know they like each other, but she's, like, dragging her feet about it. Right, and right. so then, oh, okay, so, um, Wyatt makes this comment like, comment, like, he's never danced with a boy before, and then Heath kind of asks him, like, oh, you know, like, do you want to dance with me? And he was like, no, what would people think around here? Like, I don't, you know, I don't need that. Like, I don't want to do that to be stereotyped or whatever. And then, so he goes out and he dances with Blake and they talk about Heath and she's like, Heath likes you. Like maybe he's just keeping his guard up. And I'm like, okay, like, I understand we need this for the time sake of the movie, but like, Heath likes him at this point. Like he thinks he's a complete (laughs) douche. Like he doesn't. Totally. Totally. He just doesn't want, he's keeping his guard up. Yeah. You want to fire him. Of course he's keeping his guard up. (laughs) Like, And then, then they play the magical couple chords that make my heart sing and made me realize that I loved this fucking movie so much. <laughs> they start playing Any Man of Mine by Shania Twain. And magically, magically, Hillary, everybody remembers the dance. <laughs> go up there. And somehow, magically, the two boys get stuck together, holding their belt buckles. <laughs> Doing the Shania Twain dance. And it's the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. I, the first time I watched this movie, I rewound this part like five times. Because I loved it so freaking much. It is really fucking cute. That being said, mom and I were laughing because he, like Heather said, um, Wyatt makes the comment of just like, we can't dance together in this straight bar in Colorado. You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... This bar is filled with men who know the line dance to a Shania Twain song uh-huh. from years ago. I don't think this is like the butchest place in the entire world. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, yeah. But yes, it is very cute and it's a great, I love that song. I love old Shania Twain. Yeah, I mean, I'm just a simple girl from Appalachia that loves Shania Twain and gay boys. So this was yeah. it for me. <laughs> they knew their audience and they gave us what we wanted <laughs> exactly what i wanted thank you um 
so the next morning, Wyatt walks in on Heath in the bathroom and they see each other shirtless. In the most ridiculous set of boxers ever. Like they are the most Christmassy boxers. <laughs> like they're like yes, they're the cutest little tight little like tight form-fitting boxer briefs with like they have like a sweater type print on them. They're so cute. Mm. Show Heath. The camera does like an up and down. It's so gratuitous. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's very gratuitous. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> Um. So then Heath talks a bit like after they're dressed and everything. There's another scene with Heath and Wyatt, and Heath pretty much says he knows the history of the farm because he loved Wyatt's dad and like you know like kind of knew what was going on. So Heath knows a lot more than Wyatt thinks that he did. And then they yeah they realize now, which Hillary said before, that they kind of remember each other. Um. And then I put in my note right now is, are they really talking about horses? Because they're like, our horses are love each other and blah, blah. Oh, they really <laughs> like each other. I was like, are we talking about horses? Yeah. And then the whole, time, the whole time they're having this conversation, Wyatt is holding the creepiest elf I've ever seen. And it's supposed to be like some like lawn ornament or whatever for like the carriage rides. But it's creepy. <laughs> it's really creepy. I guess I didn't notice. I knew he was holding a, like an elf, but I guess I didn't notice it was what it looked like. It was it was weird. I don't know, but maybe I'm weird about nutcrackers and elves, so maybe it was just me. Oh my god, you must hate Julie's house. Oh, do I do? And Julie's mom one year got me a nutcracker, like a miniature nutcracker for Christmas, just to fuck with me. And Julie's <laughs> mother, but like I don't know where it is. I probably burn it. Like it's probably somewhere buried in like the Christmas decorations <laughs> I don't use because it's so creepy. Oh my god. Listeners, you don't even know. Julie's mom has approximately 12,000 nutcrackers that she puts oh, out every year for Christmas. It's Like, on top impressive. of the center, there's at least 20. And I, like, would go and, like, turn them around because they're, like, so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> they are creepy. Why are nutcrackers so inherently creepy? I don't know. I don't know. It's the mouth. The mouth freaks me out. I mean, I guess that's the whole point of a nutcracker. But whatever. Their mouth freaks me out. Yeah. Um, we also find out in this scene that Heath has never really been in a serious relationship. He had a boy that he liked in college named Cameron. Um, I think it was college. Um, yes. and that he planned like this cute little date for them together. Like he made he, he had um bison chili and he set up this projector to show Christmas movies on and some of Cameron's friends like caught him and made fun of him. And Cameron, you know, acted like he had nothing to do with him. And that kind of tainted Heath's love life ever since, which is really depressing because he's a grown ass adult and yeah. Poor Heath. Yeah. Um, and then down here, Carlos talk, like, what was that? Did Carlos show up again and they talked to him or they talk about Carlos? They must have. All I have written down for next is church. Do they go to church? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they must have. They must have go to go to church and see Carlos at some oh, point. Oh yes, they went to church and saw Carlos, and then um, Wyatt lays on them that they might have a buyer. Um, right. So right. that just kind of puts a damper on like church because not only did um, Deb kind of say that she was willing to do this, but now it's like becoming more real, and they think the buyer could do it after the new year, and it's like such a quick turnaround that like. 
Deb and, and Blake and Heath are kind of spiraling, spiraling. And why it's just like, yep, this is what I came here to do all along. Just ruin everybody's lives. Right. Um, and despite all this, Heath is does a really, really sweet thing and throws oh, goodness. He throws a homecoming dance for just him and Wyatt because he remembered that Wyatt said that he had never gotten he never danced with a boy before and he wanted them to be able to dance together. Okay, so not only am I a simple girl that loves Shania Twain, I'm also a simple girl that loves Casey Musgraves, and they play one of the best Casey Musgraves songs. Oh, it's so cute! (laughs) I just love it! They're so... And, like, Wyatt is so shy, and it it takes him a minute before he'll, like, start dancing with them. He's like, start without me. Like, he's just so awkward and cute. When they start dancing, Heath is like, your heart's beating really fast. And and it's it's so cheesy. But he's like, your heart's beating really fast. And Wyatt goes, that's on you. And, like, I'm like, oh! Oh, they're so cute. Boys. And I love their height difference. I think it's adorable. Fucking Wyatt is like a million feet tall. I wonder how tall Peter Port is in real life. I'm gonna look that up because motherfucker. Yeah, I did notice their height difference, but let's see. So then he um I have notes I don't understand. This is the story of my life, but he goes, <laughs> goes and talks to his mom and says, you know, he's sorry he didn't come home sooner. They have bison chili. And they're just, which I, I I know you don't eat meat, but I am intrigued by bison chili. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it's all that different from regular cow. I know. Um, okay, just to just interject, Google is a lying bastard because it says that Peter is six one, and it says that Juan Pablo de Pace is six foot. I'm like, there's oh. more than one inch difference between them two. Yeah, there's. Yeah, somebody be lying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, where am I? Okay, so Wyatt asks, so Wyatt makes this grand assumption to be like, hey, Heath, why don't, why, once I get this ranch sold off and you won't have a job anymore, why don't you come to New York City and I'll find you a job? No big deal. And, like, Heath is immediately offended, as I would be, too. Like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. like, I'm taking your job away from you and you can move over here for me or, like, whatever this is going to be and I'll get you a job. And Heath is, like, mad. And then they fight, of course, in front of everyone because Wyatt can't read the room and before started this whole selling process in front of everybody. And now it's like, you know what? I'm going to take my business yet again to the dining room table and be like, let's have a fight at the dining room table. So then he goes on to like not only call Heath out, he calls Blake out for like just waiting around on her husband, his mom out for like not meeting up with Carlos and trying to date Carlos and waiting on his dad has been dead, what, 15 years maybe. So he just like cleans house and like Wyatt, like take a look in the mirror. You're kind of a douche and a mess too. So 100%, man. And no one else seems that mad at him, which they should be, except for Heath, who again, just least kind of storms off and Blake's like you should follow him and I was like that's what you have to say to him right now Blake because he was just a total dick to you but like oh I love you more than that I know you're a complete douche yeah it's fine like just go follow Heath like he loves you yeah goodness I love that shot when he like does go to Heath's house Heath's house and you like he's on one side of the door and Heath is on the other but neither one of them the, like he can see him through the 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 um 
fogged up glass, but like neither one of them, he doesn't knock and he doesn't answer. And it's just like this tense little moment. I love that shot. It's like, answer the door. (laughs) Talk to each other. I love the music in this, but I can't remember what's playing at this time, but there's like a, a montage of like everyone being sad and you see, um, Keith out in the stable, like in the cute setup of the movie, watching It's a Wonderful Life, like just sad and drinking alone. And then Wyatt looking at plans and just being a douche and alone and everybody alone and sad. Yeah. (laughs) And um, Wyatt goes out to his dad's memorial, which is this uh, spot out on the ranch that has like a little um, cross in his dad's old hat. And he, like, fixes the cross and puts his dad hat on it and sits there for a moment to kind of say bye to his dad before he leaves. Um, Can I go back for a second? Yeah, totally. So, okay, so we talk about how um, Keith lives in the stable, which I'm assuming lives in, like, an apartment above the stable. But as I'm watching him watch this movie, I'm like, did they just clean out a horse stall for him? And be like, Wyatt, put your shit in here. the inside of his like apartment or like house in the stable or whatever and we never see that there's like an upper story where there's a living space so he's sitting out there with the hay i was like wait is this where he lives too <laughs> no that's totally where that's just where um wyatt had set up the movie i know i know it was the joe hillary <laughs> yeah, but, like, yeah, but they, you're right they never really do show his place they're always at deb's place this is all I could, because then he was like, there's no hot water here. He can't get, you know, the kettle there. I was like, yeah, because he lives in a horse stall. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, joke, joke, joke. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so Wyatt goes to leave, and he's, like, at the airport, I think. Well, hold on. His mom gives him, like, a total, like, you know, you need to check yourself speech. And then he's like, well, you, you know, you really need to look into your life and what makes you happy. And then, um, so she ends up like, we hear her like calling Carlos and then, yeah, then he's at the airport. Right. And I, I totally like lost the train of how he comes to this idea. I think he like sees an ad for this or like organic produce company. And he knows that he has some type of connection to it. It doesn't really, they really don't spell it out in the movie. They just kind of like show that he has an epiphany. There was, like, talk about the Ponderosa Organic Farm, like, very briefly. And then, like, mm-hmm. Keith, at one point that we didn't talk about, brings up, like, you know, like, instead of selling this place, think about options. We could do, you know, horse riding or, like, some sort of, like, alternative than selling it. So there are two little plugs, but they are very, very, like, minute. Right. So Wyatt, like, tells his boss over the phone, like... I have an idea. I'm going to do something or other. And he ends up not getting on the plane. Um, and then it cuts to Heath and Blake um, trading gifts. And Blake gives Heath new cowboy boots. And he, um, or Blake, yeah, Blake gives Heath new cowboy boots. And Heath gives Blake like baby clothes because her and Sam are going to try to start having a baby. Okay. And- so. I know his intentions were good, but as a woman who might want to have children who doesn't yet have children, I don't know if that's the best gift. Like, what if she, like, can't have kids and then she just has these, like, little baby? I don't know. Like, I was just like, I know your intentions are good, Heath, but I don't really think you should do that. 
Oh yeah, I agree one hundred percent. But I know. I mean, he's a. I mean, not men are not saying anything against men, but like maybe he just didn't think that one through. But like, or the director, yeah. or the writer, or anybody else in this movie. But yeah. like, I just think that's a little. Ooh. I mean, I guess worst case scenario, he knows Blake and Sam well enough that even if they can't have a baby, they'll get a baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> a baby will be acquired at some point. I guess is this the next Christmas. Like, where are these with the boots? I get you. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, and Sam arrives. Blake's husband Sam arrives home and surprises her just in time for Christmas, and it's really cute. Blah blah. Um. And then Wyatt comes home to Deb's house, and Carlos and Deb are like together on the couch, and my mom goes, "Way to go, cockblock." <laughs> Yes. Good, Lisa. Good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, that part made me laugh so hard that I don't think I took any more notes after that because I was too busy laughing at my mom. Um, he just yeah. Goes, go ahead. Go ahead. But Wyatt comes home and tells Debbie has an idea. And then that's pretty much it until the final scene, right? Yeah, so at the final scene, like, Heath comes up, and, like, there's all this, a flutter, like, I don't know, they somehow got, like, seven people to take a carriage ride, I don't know, and they're, like, selling (laughs) coffee in the empty cups, and they're treating them like they're the lightest things in the world, and (laughs) Sam's selling with Blake, and everyone's happy Sam's there, and Heath, like, kind of goes over, and he's like, what's happening, and so Wyatt tells him about his elaborate plan to kind of he is the angel investor for the farm or the ranch and he's gonna like still work at what he's doing but he's also going to help his mother and Heath build this build a carriage rise and then also um pair with ponderosa organics to whatever build the business build the ranch business and so he's like talking about their relationship and Heath was like, yeah, but you're going to be in New York. And he's like, well, what if I'm here? And <laughs> you're like, ooh. And so they have this little, like, embrace. And, like, Wyatt goes, your heart's beating so fast. And Heath goes, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay. So we get to the final scene, which just kills me. There are people standing around waiting for a damn carriage ride. We know these people ain't got no money. And you need to take these people on a carriage ride. The last scene is a carriage ride with Carlos, Deb, in the back. And then we have Heath and Wyatt in the front. And they all kind of kiss and canoodle. And then they just ride off into the sunset. Why didn't they take any of their paying customers on a carriage ride? <laughs> right. They were like, fuck you guys. We we called dibs on the first we got you to do. We're all in love. And we're going to go on a carriage ride. And y'all can fuck off. <laughs> oh my god also can we talk about what Wyatt is wearing oh my goodness yeah. oh god he has on this big doofy cowboy hat and this like the most cliche cowboy shirt you've ever seen in your life and it's like black and white and he's wearing it under a tan coat and it doesn't match and it's just oh my god it's like a little boy playing dress up he looks so doofy so he started with the the ranch sweater he bought at like the gap and then he ended up with whatever that was right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's so funny (laughs) but yeah i mean 
that's the movie. <laughs> it was cute. Like, we just it a little bit, but it was so cute. And I would watch it again and again. Every, I'll probably watch it again one more time this Christmas season and every year after. Yeah, I mean, it cost the same to buy it as it did to rent it. So I think I bought it. I bought it too. Yeah. It was, yeah, like, it was like two bucks or something, two, three bucks, like nothing crazy. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Um, speaking of ranch movies, um, another movie that, like, I really want to do for Happy Holidays is called Christmas at the Ranch. And I swear to God, you guys, it's this exact same movie, but with women. Like, here is my suggestion. It comes out like Wednesday, December 1st. And from what I heard, you might be at my house December 4th. So I feel like we should watch it and pot about it. That is totally what I want to do 100%. I'll see if I can, because what's it going to be on? That's the problem. I don't know. And the only thing I was able to find was a place where you can like pre-order it and it costs 15 fucking dollars. Well, if it's on like a cable channel, we have YouTube TV and I could see if I can record it December 1st. I don't I think it's just going to streaming. I don't think it's going to be on a, on a TV. Oh, I'll I'll dish out $15 for. Is there going to be Shania Twain? <laughs> Lesbian Shania Twain? Who knows? <laughs> it could literally be the exact same movie with women and I would still fucking love it. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. I mean, samesies. Um, the other movie I want to do comes out on the second. Um, I might end up doing that one first. It's go. It's just gonna be on Netflix. It's called Single All the Way. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Look it up. I think. I don't. I don't know who's gonna pod with me for it. Whoever wants to, I guess. But it looks really cute, and it's gonna be free. So. Um. um is it is it males? Yes, it's boys. It's boys. Um. Oh yeah, I would I would do any of the pods you want me to be on. <laughs> Sweet, you're Heather. You're the best. <laughs> I, you're such a trooper. I love this idea <laughs> because there's you no should. It was your idea. <laughs> hey, thank you. I love my idea. <laughs> <laughs> but there's not enough. I mean, like. I don't want to sit around and watch like stupid Hallmark movies, but if there are gay boys in it and lesbians in it, like, heck yeah, I want that in my life. Totally. Because these are the best because you know, they're going to end well, but like, I don't want to watch boring straight white people do that shit. Like I don't want <laughs> boring gay white people do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, I rewatched I think I I texted you about it, but I um I rewatched Happiest Season the other day, yeah. and my stepdad is sick. He has COVID, and he's so he's been held up in bed and the occasional recliner. And mom was asleep between us, and Gary at first was asleep, so that's why I put it on because I was like they're asleep, they don't give a shit. But he woke up and he was sucked in by God. He watched that almost that entire movie with me, and he was laughing. I was like, Carrie, you're such a trooper <laughs> watching my lesbian Christmas movie with me. He's so cute. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to have to watch that movie again. I think I watched it two or three times last year, but like, yeah, it's just disappointing. Yeah. I mean, the ending is disappointing. I just like, 
like to watch it and then imagine that case two ends up with Aubrey Plaza and it's much more enjoyable. Yeah. yeah I mean, that show had me spiral into an Aubrey Plaza like hole, which I did not was not disappointing. It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Aubrey which I still have not fully recovered from. I no, love her. She looks so good in that movie. If Dan Levy can just like make a, a gay Christmas movie too, I would just be, I would be the happiest person in the world. I know. I want to write to the director, um, Clea Duvall, and be like, hi, can you make a sequel of Happiest Season, but just all about Dan Le- Levy? Yes. Please. He's so cute. Yeah. I actually, speaking of Dan Levy, I wore, um, I didn't think my students would know. And we have to wear, like, on Fridays, we wear, like, gray or maroon because that's our school colors. And I have, like, a gray crew neck that says Rose Apothecary on it. And so I'm like, I can wear this on Fridays. And my one student was like, oh, my God, I love that shirt so much. And I was like, ah, one of us. (laughs) That's awesome. I want a Rose Apothecary shirt. That's awesome. I got it off Etsy and it was, I think it was like 20 bucks for a crew neck. That's not bad. So that's not bad at all. Sweatshirts are expensive. Yeah. And it's really, oh my God. it's my favorite. <clears throat> Speaking of students, um, Julie texted me today. I'm going to share this on the pod because it made me laugh. Um, did you grow up watching friends? Yeah. Yeah. I did. My sister and I did. We grew up watching yeah. it and like, that show is insanely problematic. But to be fair, like, calm after a 20-year span is problematic. Um, Julie, however, did not watch Friends growing up and hates Friends. And apparently today, they, like, made all the kids cram into the auditorium and they watched a Thanksgiving episode of Friends. And Wasn't Julie was like... Um, What's-her-face messes up the, the layered cake, which puts the meat in the dessert. No, I wish. That would have been a good one. I love that one. Um, I love that one, too. But Julie was like, it was really cringe and gross. And so immediately my brain starts going. I'm just like, oh, which episode could it have been? Because they're so... (laughs) They're known for, like, their Thanksgiving episodes, but immediately some gross ones came to to mind. And inevitably, it was one of the ones with, like, Fat Monica, which is problematic and awful. But I was like, you dodged a bullet because it could have been the Brad Pitt episode where we find out that him and Ross spread a rumor that Rachel had a penis. I was like, because nothing says Thanksgiving spirit like trans misogyny. <laughs> I was like, there's so many good episodes of Friends. Basically, any storyline that has anything to do with Ross is just bad. If we yeah. could just erase Ross from the history of Friends, it would be a much better show. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I did, like, watch it growing up, and I was probably way too young. But I remember, like, watching the last episode when it aired, and I was like, oh, that was cute. But then, like, I've never went and been like, I want to watch an episode of Friends right now. Like, I have ones I remember that I'm like, that was funny. But, like, I don't sit around and watch Friends, which I know, like, people slightly older, elder millennials than me will be very upset by that statement. But I don't sit around and watch Friends. <laughs> I mean, that's valid. I, My sister and I do, like, and have. Um like over, like I said, over the past few years, rewatching some of the episodes makes me absolutely like implode, mm-hmm. cringe. But so much of my humor and my speaking cadence and references that Lacey and I make are because of Chandler Bing. Like, I think I use a Chandler Bing gif when talking to Lacey at least once a day. <laughs> like, I always loved the episode where um, Monica was sick, but she still wanted to have sex. 
And Chandler was like, no, no. And she was like <laughs> trying to seduce him and like sneezing on him. <laughs> right. And she's like, I'm fine. He's like, <laughs> yeah. you put a D on the end of fine. You're not yeah. fine. She's like, I'm fine. It, it's a hard word. <laughs> oh, gosh. But yeah, that Friends and Bob's Burgers are like the only two series that are like known for their Thanksgiving episodes. Oh, I love the Bob's Burger episode where he comes back and he's like messed up the, the turkey. And the guy he goes and like keeps talking to the guy and he's buying another turkey. And the guy thinks he is coming on to him. Yes. Yes, I do too. Oh my God. And the butcher's just like. <laughs> and the great, the best part is Bob at no point is just like, I think at one point he says, I'm straight. And he's like, I'm mostly straight. Think <laughs> yeah. of my head canon that Bob Belcher is bisexual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good for Bob. Yeah. I love the one where Linda has the Thanksgiving song. And I've yeah. had it stuck in my head all day. She's like, <laughs> pass. The cranberry sauce we're having mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, I love Linda. I love Bob. So you're going to be in Key West for Thanksgiving, yes? Yes. I tried to find I tried to find a place that would serve a, a Thanksgiving dinner, but I waited too late. So all of the reservations were taken. So I don't know what we're gonna do, but we had fake Thanksgiving. With my mom, where she made ham. So I haven't had any turkey this year, which I'm a little sad about because I do actually like turkey. I don't really like ham. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think we might just forego all of that and find seafood because I love seafood and love being Key West. So, yeah, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Um, my mom only has Thanksgiving Day off, um, and that's like not enough time for her to prep and make everything. So we're not going to have Thanksgiving dinner until Saturday. So that gives mom more time. Um, so Thanksgiving day, I'm going to sit on my ass and watch the parade and watch the dog show and not do jack shit. And then Saturday run around like a crazy person because we're going to have um, my stepbrother and his wife and our friends and neighbors, Howard and Donna are all going to come over, which is cutting it really close because like, according to the doctor, the last day that, um, Gary will be contagious will be Friday and then Saturday we're having people over <laughs> oh. what can you do yeah I mean um, I think it'll be fine yeah I mean Gary's been vaccinated and everything so yeah no. everyone and everyone that's attending has been vaccinated so yeah it'll, it'll be all right um I've been paranoid all day just because I've been like a little sniffly in coffee but no, like nowhere near being sick sick you know when you are sick and like your body hurts and you have a fever and you can mm -hmm. tell there's a difference i'm not like that i feel perfectly fine i just have like a tickle in my throat <laughs> but still every single time i cough i'm just like oh god please just know i got plans i got stuff to do just don't be sick <laughs> <laughs> but i think i'm fine you have you did you get your booster yes good everyone if you can in your state, get your booster. They told, it was a Bruce works at a hospital and they told him that he wasn't in the range to get a booster when he went to get his flu shot there at the hospital. They were like, oh no, you don't have any conditions. You're not in the right age bracket. And then the next day, the CDC was like, anyone can get a booster. I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? 
<laughs> so I don't know why they let me get a booster. I don't even work at a hospital, but I went to the health department and I was like, I'm a teacher. And they're like, give me your arm. And I was like, okay, cool. You can have all of my limbs. If you want to keep me from getting the coronavirus, I will give them all to you. So, but they were like, no, no, Bruce, no. That's so weird. Like my mom works at a hospital, not with patients. She works like in like insurance and whatnot. And she was able to get it, but she also has diabetes. So maybe it was that too. Maybe, yeah. But he's going to as soon as he can. Oh, good. So, yeah, I think at least most of the people that listen to this probably live either in Ohio or North Carolina. So, (laughs) if you live in either of those places, you can get a booster. Go to get it. Go get it. Hopefully it doesn't knock you on your ass like mine did. Yeah. Joe's knocked him on his ass, too. Oh, poor Joe. But anyway, still worth it. Still worth it. Yep, totally worth it. Uh, Before we go, I want to shamelessly plug, in which I have no stock or any sort of anything in this TV show. But I told you about it, Hillary. But there's been two Mm. episodes out, and it's called Yellow Jackets, and it's on Showtime. And it's like an all almost all female cast about this girls' soccer high school girls soccer team that's going to nationals, they're playing crashes. And then it's like them trying to survive in the wilderness until they're found to like 25 years later when they're adults and like how they survived. I don't know like what's going to happen. I'm hoping it gets a little gay, but um, I really think I might, but it hasn't yet, but it's really good. So anyways, yellow jackets showtime. Yeah. Everybody check that shit out. That sounds good. I told Heather, I was like, I'll wait till the whole thing airs. And then I'll do like a free week of Showtime <laughs> so I can binge watch it. <laughs> well, we got Showtime because Bruce watched Dexter and he wants to watch new Dexter. And I was like, I don't like, I'll watch it with you. I just didn't watch Dexter. And so I'm like, since we have it, like, I couldn't even wait. Like today I watched it and a new episode came out Sunday <laughs> and I couldn't watch it last night. So I was like, yes. Have you guys have been you guys watching Yellowstone? Yellowstone? Yes. We're one episode behind, but yes. Hmm. My parents love that show. I don't watch it, but they love it. We like it, too. <laughs> yeah, I've told my parents a million times. I've explained to them that, like, the TV we have in our living room is too old to get the Paramount TV app. And when I wanted Paramount, no one gave a shit. But then once they realized that they could watch Yellowstone on there and a bunch of other stuff, then they're like, oh, we want Paramount. I'm like, I've told you a million. Nobody listens to me. <laughs> we can't get it on this TV. <laughs> But we might get a Roku, so that'll okay. solve it. We'll see. Thanks. Okay, everyone. Well, that about wraps that up. Um, 45 minutes of talking about the movie and then like another <laughs> half hour of talking about bullshit. And that's <laughs> um, so if you click the Linktree link in the episode description, it'll take you to all of our show's social media pages where I encourage you all to follow and get in touch with us. If you have any comments or questions or requests, you can message us on social media or email us at wearetheweirdospodcast at gmail.com. Also in the episode description, you will find a link that will take you to our support page. There you can make a one-time donation or sign up for monthly patronage. Any little bit will help tremendously as we are in desperate need of new equipment. If you can't help us financially, you can help us by sharing this podcast with your friends and followers to help us broaden our audience. And a big extra thank you, as always, to my dear loyal listeners who come around every episode and support us. We appreciate you so much. You know who you are. 
Uh, thank you again to Heather for joining me. Yes, thank you for having me on one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> I hope you have a happy and safe trip. I I can't believe you have to get up in like a few hours. <laughs> yeah, Bruce isn't even getting home until nine, so I don't even know how that's going to work out for him. But I have a 2 a.m. alarm, so I will drive us there. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> <laughs> so happy holidays, everyone. And until next time, we are the Weirdos, mister. Thank you.